Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Exact Nature loves partnering with the Sobriety Diaries because we are committed to the same goal, helping you strengthen your recovery. Exact Nature's safe, all-natural CBD-based products help you face the challenges of sobriety head-on. Learn more at exactnature.com. And as a listener of the Sobriety Diaries, use the code TSD20 to receive 20% off. Exactnature.com. Welcome to the Sobriety Diaries, friends. My name is Nate. I am a grateful recovering alcoholic six years from my last drink. My sobriety is such a huge part of who I am. I decided that I needed to help others find their voice and share their journey too. The Sobriety Diaries is a video podcast where we share powerful stories of recovery told by those who live them. Head on over to thesobrietydiaries.com where you can join our insiders list for exclusive content, early release episodes, and more. Also, please share this podcast with just one person in your life who may still be struggling. You just never know what they may need to hear today. Recovery is possible. Sober Joe, thank you so much for spending time with me this morning. Well, morning for me, afternoon for you. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the Sobriety Diaries. I'm so happy to chat today. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here with you too. Divine timing. I'm all about that. When was your last drink or drug and why was it that day in particular? So it was back in 2018 at the end of the year and I November 2018 I had that kind of final this has to stop now I was at a works drinks a client's works drinks Mm. and it was a wine tasting event and I'd taken my team to pre-drinks first because I thought that was appropriate right and because you need that, obviously, before you go to a wine tasting. Of course. Right? Yeah. Um, mm. <laughs> uh, and so um, I went to the event. Um, you know, there were parts of the evening which would have been very fun, I'm sure. You know, and then it got to the point where I didn't remember leaving. I went somewhere else for drinks afterwards. Ironically, a place called The Blind Pig. <laughs> and then... <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then I got a bus home, which I didn't remember doing. Uh, and I knocked on my neighbor's door as well, which I found out the next day to tell him that I was going to take my dogs for a walk. I got home, had a big argument with my husband. Again, didn't remember any of this. Yeah. So I woke up the next day, butt naked, starfished in my bed. And I was like, where's my husband? How did I get home? What happened last night? And the event had been on a Thursday night. So I had to go into work with the MD of a company, Mm. turn up, 
pretend that I knew what was going right. Do you know what I mean? And I, I literally, I got into work. I bought the bacon sandwiches for everybody. <laughs> I tried to piece my night together yes. Yes. using the receipts in my handbag. And this was not my first blackout. So this was getting to that point where I was like, I'm bored of my own bullshit. I'm bored of saying to everybody the next day, I'm never drinking again. And then that night, getting back on it again kind of thing um, and doing the whole hair of the dog. And I just got to that point where I was like, this has to stop now. Um, I was letting people down, family and friends down on a Sunday, recovering all day, rotting on the sofa. And I kind of thought that the person that I wanted to be as a wife, as a sister, as a daughter, as a boss, as all of these things, and who I was being with alcohol were not aligned. And I knew that something had to change. So I got to that point at the end of the year where I was like, what can I do? How can I do this? Um, And I knew that I always let myself down. Like I'm very good at doing things for other people. Like I identify that in myself, that I'm always there for others. But I would self-sabotage myself all of the time. And I'd tried over and over again to do the whole dry January, Mm -hmm. sober October. Like, I mean, Facebook memories cracks me up because Uh I literally get these memories constantly coming up on my feed that are like, Joe's doing this. And then literally everybody on the feed going, whatever, that last couple of days. And me even kind of making a joke about it kind of thing. And I was like, how can I do this without giving up? Like, what can I do to stop this cycle that I'm in kind of thing? Because that cycle is exhausting. So exhausting. (laughs) Oh oh my God. And I was like, I, I, I know that I need to make this change, but how can I do it? So knowing that I was good at doing stuff for other people, I decided to do a charity challenge. So that is how I went about it. I went into work the next day. I told everybody that I was going to stop drinking and I was going to do it for a year. And I was going to raise money for charity because I don't do things by halves. Right, right, right. (laughs) All in, all in. (laughs) And that's why I have to be really careful about what I do because I do things all in so like I have to be very careful about what I choose to do um and channel my energy into so I told everybody at work that I was gonna do this they all kind of went all right we'll believe it when we see it kind of thing yeah um and so I was like right what do I need to do I'm gonna set up a just giving page I'm gonna set up a blog I'm gonna tell everybody so this was like December 2018. So obviously the, the the thing in November was that final, I need to stop doing this because this is dangerous and I need to t- make that change. December then was, I'm going to slowly but surely start telling people that I'm going to start in January um, and like get some of the alcohol-free drinks and stuff because that's been part of my personal recovery. I've yeah. been able to have those and I know some people can't and that's fine. But for me... I was able yeah. to do that. And um, so I started trying to get prepared and I started kind of like doing lots of research around people who were sober and 
celebrities who were sober and like I looked up like I mean Bradley Cooper is my like ultimate crush oh Oh, my god it's gorgeous (laughs) and like I literally was like there's loads of really sexy people and they're like in my mind they're doing it they're doing it and like in my mind those people like Natalie Portman Mm. girl crush you know like all these people and I was looking at them and I was going uh, in my mind those people were swinging from the chandelier off their face at parties like the glamour that comes with the stories that we're told around alcohol and drugs and everything else and so I was looking at those people and I was really inspired by them um the one year no beer ads were like stalking me around the internet because I'd obviously searched sober. Right, right. So they know. <laughs> and again, <laughs> being that person, like we said at the beginning, who like believes in signs. Yeah. I was oh, like, yeah. this yep. is a sign. <laughs> like, it, well, and by the way, I'm in marketing, so it's quite hilarious that I was like, it's a sign because like that's being remarketed, yeah. hun. No, like... <laughs> it's just the it's just the algorithm, Joe. <laughs> but I was like. Uh, it's a sign mm -hmm. I need to sign up to this um and so set up all the stuff and then I was going around at the Christmas parties with a drink in my hand telling everybody I was going to do this challenge and people were literally laughing in my face (laughs) like they were like whatever and I kid you not people put down sponsorship of 500 pounds like an individual, like 500 pounds. And it wasn't just one person who did that because they thought it was so funny that I thought I could do this. Yeah, yeah. And so I all of a sudden had sponsorship money collected before I'd even started the challenge. Oh, and as well, a very important step in this process for me was choosing a charity Mm -hmm. that I really wanted to help that I could not let down. Right. So I chose a charity called Friends of Jersey Oncology because I live in Jersey in the Channel Islands, for those who don't know. And so they're a very, very small charity. And I knew that the money would really help them. Mm. They've helped a number of my friends through treatment as well. So again, there was that emotive connection for me. So this money was real. It was there. The people who were donating it maybe weren't thinking it was so real because they didn't think I'd be able to do it. Yeah, That's fine. (laughs) I'm also someone, and this is part of my my personality, I love proving people wrong. Mm. Yeah. You tell me I can't do something and I want to show that I can do it kind of thing. So (laughs) so that part of me kind of like lit on fire. I was like, right. Oh my God. Okay. So I've got the money. I'm going to really do this. Um, And so the end of the year came and I was like, oh my God, like this is actually happening now. Um, now This is real now. I actually have to do this now. So uh, I used the blog to document my journey. The first month I was really poorly. And I think that maybe happens to quite a few people who stop drinking um, because it's all the stuff coming out of your system. Right. It's your body kind of recalibrating, like, and trying to reshift and kind of get into a new rhythm and stuff. And I couldn't go into work. Uh, I 
I was like, oh my God. And so I wasn't writing particularly <laughs> riveting blog posts. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I was like, still sick. Yeah. Still yeah, feeling yeah. really rubbish. Um, and then month one kind of was done. I started feeling a little bit, bit better. And I was like, okay, well, I'm really going to have to start doing stuff because if I want to get sponsorships, then I need to show people that I'm out there and I'm right. doing this. Right. So I guess um, you're the whole kind of recovering loudly thing for me was around at first raising money for charity mm. and proving people wrong because once I put something out there, I'm more likely personally to do it that I couldn't let to, down. To really tie, tie you to it and hold you accountable. Exactly. Right? Exactly. That accountability was really important. So month two, I was like, right, I'm going to go to one of these club nights that like my husband DJs at, that we get like DJs over to Jersey. Something that in the past would have been like my dream night. Like yeah. I would have loved that right. kind of night. You know, we get a room at the hotel. It would be a whole thing. You spend time preparing your outfit, meeting up with all of the people you've not seen for a long time. And I got there and I was so anxious it made me realize that for so long I'd been masking and I'd been hiding that and trying to fit in through having drink in order to play a clown yes so I was going out and I was entertaining people I was the one making a twat out of herself. I was the one who would be doing a headstand at the party. Like, I mean, I, 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 I would do that now, by the way, but I'd own it now. Like, <laughs> right. and I could turn it off when I wanted to now. That's right. the great thing. Like, I can now go, okay, actually, now isn't the right time or whatever. Whereas then, right, right. I had no way of controlling that. It was just like, yeah. I'd got to that place kind of thing. So it made, it, it raised this awareness in myself that actually I don't like lots of people mm-hmm. <laughs> around me, me uh, that overwhelms <laughs> me yeah. massively like I'm an empath I'm I feel other people's energy and I have to be really careful and protect my own energy and especially when people around you are really drunk or on a different level um that kind of feels weird now to me uh so it took a while for me to start to realize that some of the things that used to be my joy actually weren't anymore yeah and that also um was that was hard for some of my friends and even my husband because they were used to being that party animal and then I was kind of like walking around like a little lost sheep at first I was like "Ah, I I don't know how it's it's so interesting you said that because a friend of mine we just had a conversation very recently about how when we were drinking or when we were drunk it is almost this different version of ourselves we're Mm. acting we're putting on a show Mm. that clown to use to Mm -hmm. use your term and it's so true we realize our true selves, right? We realize different parts of our personality and, and what we truly like and who we truly truly are 
right? When that mm. alcohol is removed and we can really sort of uh, dig a little deeper. I'm a complete empath as well. So I, mm-hmm. I draw energy from other people as well. But yeah, when you said that clown, like that performer, I so relate mm. to that. Because you feel awkward and because yeah. you want to fit in. And I think that I realized I hate small talk. Yes, I find too. it excruciating. It's so like it's actually painful for me. Yes, and yes, uh, I think I'm so desperate to go deep with people. And I think in the past, I was using alcohol in order to tolerate small talk in order yes. to stay at that surface level. Because I was scared that people would think I was weird if mm-hmm. I went too deep too quickly with them. And I wanted people to love me. I desperately wanted everybody that I came into contact with to love me. And the thought of anyone not loving me was soul destroying. And I think that I was using drink to be that clown, to be that entertainer so that people would love me. Yes. And I didn't realize that actually, and this has come obviously further along the journey, but the right people or the people that I really truly connect with, they weren't connecting with the clown, mm. which is really fascinating. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. like, so as time went by, and which, obviously which I'm blogging okay, about right? all of this. That's okay. Oh my goodness, it's <laughs> That's okay. great, and you know actually. What? I, it's great. And you know, I can go to the parties and stuff now. You know, yeah. I can go and I can go and I can dance and I can have very small interactions with the people who. I I now find too much in the way that other people Mm -hmm. would have found me too much kind of thing. Um, But then I end up finding the person who in the past I probably would have ignored because they've got the chat that actually is going to stimulate me, that I'm going to find really interesting. And they now don't find me too much, which is really interesting. So there's been lots of shifts and um, yeah, it's been really enlightening. So uh, I guess the next part of my journey within that year was I went on a Hindu to Croatia. Wow. Three months in. Okay. With a group <laughs> of my ladette girlfriends from university. Okay. So, I mean, every single little moment from getting to the airport and everybody drinking right. at like silly o'clock in the morning yes. to like 24 um, 7. Right. Oh my God. And it, and like, I love these people. Like they are special people who have been really, really special within my life and my journey up until that point as well, you know, and like to then feel like I felt boring. I felt like all of those things came yeah. up in me at that point. And yeah. this is the bit that I think it's really important for people to know is that you may feel those things, but that can change. And it has for me. So it takes time. It takes time. It takes learning. It takes feeling. You know, like uh, somebody said to me, like, the best thing about being sober is feeling everything. Mm. Wow. The worst thing about being sober (laughs) is is feeling feeling everything. everything. (laughs) And that really resonated with me. I was like, that's so true, you know? And it is those kind of like those highs and lows, those ebbs and flows and getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. So I felt like 
I'd lost my identity. Mm. Complete identity crisis. Yes. And I think that if it hadn't have been for the charity challenge, well, I would have given up yeah. way before yeah. then. But yeah. there, that- there were many points. That's the thing. There were many points where I would have given up because it was easier to just start again. And for me, I think I, I, I would say that I was a gray area drinker. Yeah. So like I wasn't getting up and putting alcohol on my, you know, cocoa pops in the morning <laughs> or whatever, you know, like, but I was yeah. drinking every day and I was relying on it, like celebration, commiseration, um, you know, and I was blacking out as I pointed out earlier as well, when I was going out, I didn't have an off switch. Um, and yeah, I was using it as a crutch, so it wasn't a healthy relationship with it but I guess the hard thing when you fit into that category is that society actively encourages you to drink so and your friends actively encourage you to drink because they're like well you don't have a problem apart from when they see you go too far right they're like you don't have a problem you're fun you know and they also don't see the, the anxiety the fear the next day recovery sometimes going into the week right they don't see that side of things because they've maybe got a healthy relationship with alcohol they maybe don't maybe don't experience that so they don't have that understanding of how it can impact somebody else differently because we're all wired differently aren't we we sure are yes and it's understanding that and how we can all be affected differently you know my husband has a very healthy relationship with alcohol he can have one and he can leave wine in the glass and for me that was like never understood that that doesn't make sense (laughs) you know but like the fact that he can do that I'm like that's amazing and that's the thing like we're different and you know I can't do that and he would love it he would love it if I could you know but I can't and I know that and so moderation is not an option for me moderation and abstinence very different things like and that was something that like on my journey people kept saying to me well you've proved that you can moderate I was like no (laughs) I've proved that I can abstain (laughs) right I haven't proved that I can moderate like that's a completely different thing so um and I don't actually even want to see if I can you know um month three for me that that holiday in Croatia everybody was saying your eyes are so sparkly. Oh my God, your skin is so like, you look really, really good and fresh. Yes, and like, yeah. oh, have you lost a little bit of weight? Not that I needed to lose any weight, but they were like, you look really healthy and well kind of thing. So on the outside, I felt all of the good stuff. But for me at that point, like I've explained, I still felt awkward. I still didn't feel like myself. So on the inside, I hadn't quite got there yet. And that probably took until month six for me to really step into my power, to really own it, to feel on the inside how I was feeling on the outside. And the same person's wedding I went to in the Cotswolds in the UK. And it was a festival wedding. And my husband and I had a festival wedding. So they're my favorite. Oh, yes. Colorful, fun, everybody like connecting because they're kind of all dressed up and being silly and and I think I'd got to that point where I didn't need everybody to like me anymore which was a revelation 
I didn't care what anyone thought of me. So that fear of being judged was gone. Right. It really was. I was like, I don't care. Like, as long as I'm having fun, that's all that matters. I connected with that little Joe, that little child version of myself. Mm. And um, I was having, I was literally just like, when I was younger, so I went to that party and I was dancing away and I was having loads and loads of fun. And I, I, I mean, I really felt great. I was wearing a beautiful dress, really colorful, really fun. And I think that's another thing that's been important for me is when I go on a night out, I dress to impress mm. for myself. It's for myself, but it's, I feel really good in what I'm wearing. It's normally some kind of sparkly number, some kind of very colorful number. So that I'm kind of saying I'm here and I'm here to have fun. I'm not that stereotypical in your eyes, sober person sat in the corner, being boring kind of thing. I'm here to change your mind about the whole thing. And yeah so I was literally dancing away having loads of fun and this guy that I didn't know came up to me and said oh um I bought you a drink and I was like okay cool what is it and he said oh it's a gin and tonic and I was like oh no I'm sober (laughs) and in that moment that's when I realized how proud I was saying those words and instead of earlier on in my challenge I was like Oh, I'm on a charity challenge. Yeah, I'm <laughs> I'm not drinking at the moment because I'm on a challenge. Do you want to donate money to me? And I was using that as my reason. All of a sudden there was a shift and it wasn't about the charity challenge anymore. I wasn't mentioning the charity challenge. I was like, I'm sober. And the guy was like, really? And then he went, I thought you were drunk. And I thought, well, that poses a few questions matey why are you buying me a drink if you think i'm drunk yeah so six months was the magic number yeah where that shift just happened and then it became Mm -hmm. about you it became about being sober not the charity right and then imagine the kind of posts that i'm then starting to post on this blog and i've got people getting in touch with me going oh my god like everything you're saying I'm really resonating with, like, I I didn't think that you could stop drinking unless you had a problem. Mm. Okay. And I did, I I identified with with having a problem, but in their eyes, I didn't have a problem because I wasn't going to AA. So that's that perception thing. Right. So they were like, I thought you couldn't give up unless you were needing to go for help in that way kind of thing. And I was like, honey, you can do anything you want. (laughs) absolutely and like and how empowering to make that choice and so I had lots of people reaching out to me saying I really want to try what you're doing it got to the end of the year and I went to a new year's eve party and I was celebrating I was like I've raised over 15 and a half thousand pounds for that small charity (laughs) Oh, that's amazing. (laughs) Well, that's how much of a piss that I was before because people were not believing. Yeah. And they were putting that money down. And then as the time was going by, people were donating because they were like, 
inspired by what I was doing. And so to be able to hand over one of those massive checks, I got one of those like huge, you know, the big ones that like oh, have it all written so on fun. so you can do the handover. Yes. I know, it's so good. And like at the beginning of the challenge, I'd actually visualized doing that. So yeah. I was I was so excited about that. I was at a New Year's Eve party with my friends and some of my friends, oh, and I was dressed like a disco ball. <laughs> of course. And obs. And I as, bought as my, we like, <laughs> as we do. And I bought my alcohol free. I had like a sparkling alcohol free, uh, like a prosecco kind of yeah, thing with yeah. me. And uh, everybody was saying to me, so at midnight, are you going to have a glass of champagne? To celebrate and I was like really you missed the whole point of this yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like but that just goes to show there was still work to be done around yeah. raising awareness with this so I was like no because that's not celebrating to me anymore if I'm with the right people if I'm in the right environment you know if I'm in the right mindset then I don't need anything like I'm enough right like absolutely and I can be feeling amazing so I don't need those things anymore I am never drinking again and they were like mm. whoa okay and I think at that point as much as my friends could see how far I'd come as much as my friends were very they were very proud of me yeah. there was no doubt about that they still in their back of their mind I think thought that I would go back and maybe be able to moderate because I'd had this long time of abstaining. So therefore I'd magically been able to change the relationship that I had with alcohol. So there was still that in the back of my mind. Even my husband, I think, kind of thought maybe she might go back to doing it. So um, the great thing about doing the challenge as well was that it people don't keep trying to get you to have a drink when you're raising money for charity. Yeah. Because that makes them a bad person. Right. <laughs> Whereas actually, when you're not doing something for charity, people booze bully you. People yes. try and get you to have yes. one because they want you to have a drink because it makes them feel better about their own Absolutely. relationship with alcohol, Absolutely. you know? So yeah. it bought that time for me to, and for them, to get to know me too. And for me to go through that awkward stage where they didn't probably enjoy hanging around with me. I didn't enjoy hanging around with me kind of thing, you know? Mm -hmm. So it gave me that time to go through that and then to actually come out the other side, this bigger, brighter, bolder version of me, the authentic version of me. And then for them to be like, whoa, this is all the best bit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right? We pull the, the best the parts, bits. the best parts of ourselves come to the surface yeah. after that, right? Because it was always there. Yeah. It's always in you. Like anyone who doesn't think that they don't have that in them, it is there. Like for them to be that, it's there, mm -hmm. you know? And the bad bits, all of the bits are in there, you know? Yeah. Like, and the alcohol just brings it out at the right. end of the day, you know? So like you can tune in and bring that out like through just having awareness and through working on that. And, mm. um, and so, yeah, second year was me just continuing doing what I was doing, starting to build connections within the sober community as well. Cause obviously also there wasn't a lot of this kind of stuff going on yeah. in that first year, really. Right. So 
I was starting to kind of connect with people. I continued the blog. I had lots of people reaching out to me. And I was like, I love helping people. This is something that I'm so passionate about. Like I want other people to get to where the magic happens. Mm. And so I started looking into how I could do that. And I started looking into coaching courses and things where I could actually, because, you know, if you're not somebody who has been taught those skills, then it can be very easy to just take on board everything that you're being told by somebody and to not know how to then, you know, work with that. I was like, I know that I've got experience, you know, lived experience, which is very valuable, but I need some tools and techniques and ways to be able to help people properly. So I embarked on a year long coaching certification, Mm -hmm. which again has just been the most rewarding thing because it's, it's taken me to that next level of my own development and awareness. It's interesting if I can just kind of pop in and say like, you know, for those of us who focus on, on the coaching or, or helping other Mm. people, it's still part of our own recovery, right? We're still working on ourselves daily and helping you helps me so much Mm -hmm. in my own recovery. 100%. And that's the thing. So you've been in sober sessions, you know, the sober journey club on clubhouse. And again, that is a space. It's totally free. It's every Thursday evening, or it would be daytime for obviously different times for different people (laughs) around the world who are listening to this. So um, it's a space for people to come into, for them to share their highs, their lows, their in-betweens, stuff that's going on in the sober community as well. And like you say, I learn Mm. so much from that space. Because my journey isn't the same as everybody else's journeys. And I can learn from other people's and how they did things too. And how it isn't one size fits all with this. And even little things like, so I say, I'm never drinking again. Yeah. So that's something that I've had to do for me. Because if I leave the door slightly open, I might. A little crack, I might, I might walk through that, you know, Um, whereas listening to other people talk, some people are like, I choose today, like I've been sober for six years, and I choose today to be sober. I never say it's forever. I say today I choose that. And I was like, Oh, wow. Okay, that's interesting, because that wouldn't work for me. But like, that's good to know, because actually, some of the people that I'm even helping, that may be how they need to look at it kind of thing, you know, and it's important that I understand, you know, you said said that it's a safe space and I can attest Mm. to it just feeling like this cozy, safe space where people feel compelled to share and compelled to open up. And uh, I think you're the perfect like moderator and host for it. You're very welcoming. And I think it is, it is truly that it's a safe space. I think where people feel where they may not feel in other spaces or forums mm. um, to really go deep and, and share things in in hopes of uh, you know being helped in some way. 
Thank you. And you know what? It's it's like-minded people. And you know, we were talking about kind of being an empath and being someone who wants to go deep and meaningful. And, you know, I think that spirituality can be very connected to all of that as well and being a little bit woo yeah. and, you know, yeah. having kind of thoughts and feelings and things that maybe if you were to share it with somebody else, they might be a bit like, what are you talking about? Yeah. But if you come into that space, it's welcomed, it's encouraged. Mm-hmm. And like, that's the lovely thing about it. And like, it's been going for about 11 months now. And when I went on my last holiday, for the first time, the community kept it going in my oh, absence. Yeah. Because the time difference was so like, and I was like, guys, we want to keep it at that time. Will you carry it on kind of thing? And I trusted the people who were in there who turn up every week. And that for me felt amazing. Oh, I was like, actually, there's yeah. something really special that's been created here now because this isn't about me. This is about community. This is about us all working together to make this. It has been, hands down, the best gift I have ever given myself. I now create memories that I don't forget. Mm. And yeah, I mean, there is a... uh, a thing that I just, I absolutely love this. So I yeah. hope you don't mind me sharing this. So please, please. somebody said, somebody said, warning, side effects, takes about a month to kick in. Great skin, dizzy with extra energy, warning you'll sleep like a baby. <laughs> Abnormal behavior may bring out real authentic self. Self-love may cause nausea, but no vomiting. Mm. What is this wonder drug? I hear you cry. How do I get hold of it? Did I mention that it's completely free and it will actually save you money? Are you sold? If somebody was telling you that a drug could do all this stuff for you, we would be like, I'll put my money down. Like, obviously we wouldn't be because we know. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But other people, other people who aren't in that, they would be like, how much does it cost? Right. Where do I sign? Where do I get it? Yeah. Where do I get it? Like, I'll sign up to a month supply, like, <laughs> at any cost. Yeah. And it's like, guys, literally, all you have to do is stop. Um, journaling has also been a really, really important part of my recovery. I don't yeah. know if you do much journaling oh, I, yourself. I do. I journal and I, I keep a, a gratitude, a separate gratitude mm. journal. And then like my actual journal where it's more, uh, you know, thoughts and, and feelings throughout my day. But yeah, huge, mm. huge uh, asset for me as well. I think I discovered that through doing the blog. Yeah. Because I was writing mm-hmm. and I was writing for the first time, probably since I'd been a spotty teenager who had like a journal that was about like boys and like other interests um and I was like oh my god for the first time I'm like writing and it's not for work it's not Uh for doing a client project or whatever it's for myself and through doing that I then discovered that I love writing Mm. I now even have a a, like a monthly column in our local newspaper as well that's amazing yeah which is really cool so each month I like talk about something that I've done and it actually raises awareness in people who aren't thinking like that 
Right. The whole booze bully thing, again, that was something that I've written about. Mm. And I had so many people get in touch with me saying, thank you. I didn't realize that that's how that's perceived by people who aren't drinking. Like my message has always been, you know, I'm not telling everybody to stop drinking. I'm telling people to be aware of their relationship with alcohol and to understand if it's serving them or not. And if it's not serving them, stop, you know, because they can. Well, the blog still exists at SoberJoe.com. There's more about your coaching services, collaboration yeah. options. Is the website the best way for people to, to reach out? I Joe, think so. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And then like across social media, um, got Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and it's all at Real Sober Joe in case anybody wants to follow. And you should. That's how we were fortunate enough to come across one another, right? Instagram. Absolutely. Oh, it's been so nice to actually (laughs) properly connect. I feel like we actually need to have like a proper chat. Like, you know what I mean? I feel like we would just have so much to talk about as well. I could go on probably for for hours with you, Joe. It's been so fun. And let's yeah let's do it again maybe like without the camera and and just maybe get a little a little down and dirty a little more real definitely (laughs) i would love that for sure silver joe thank you so much for your time today such a pleasure thank you so much Thanks so much for listening today, friends. Hopefully you heard something that resonates with you. And if we help just one person, our job is done. Make sure you check out today's show notes for all of the information on today's episode and how to connect with our guests. You can find all things podcast related and subscribe to our show at the sobrietydiaries.com, youtube.com slash Nate Kelly, where we upload today's video podcast and on Instagram at the Sobriety Diaries pod. Check back every Wednesday for new episodes with new stories to tell. But until then, try your best not to drink and be good to yourself. Bye, friends.